0: Welcome to another episode of Shades of Strong, where we are talking about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break the strong Black woman. I'm Cheryl, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Natalie a.k.a. Natty. Hey! hey. Hello! How are you, darling? How are y'all? Pretty good. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all, we're finally getting some fall weather. Yay! Yay! Yes! It's been really pleasant the last few days, so I'm super excited about that. Still been That's a little really
1: good warmer. for my
0: mood, yeah. Girl, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm super excited about that. But anywho, we are going to get into the juiciness that is today's topic. But before we do that, y'all, we are quickly approaching the end of season two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can't even believe that I've been doing this for two seasons, going into my second year now. So we have three more episodes left after this one in season two. And of course, we're coming back for season three. So yeah, the good news is we already have Logs in the Fire for season three. And y'all, I just want to go on record as saying it's going to be epic. We've talked about a lot of hard stuff this season, but for season three, we are going harder. And we are going deeper. We have some exciting guests that are going to be coming on. And we just got all kinds of stuff coming down the pipeline. So Natty's going to be sharing her artwork with her. I don't know if I... I, Did we ever mention that you were an artist? I think maybe in in episode one. But I don't think we've talked about it. We've talked about it some more during episodes. But yeah. So Natty's going to be sharing some of her artwork with us. I'm super excited about that. The artwork is going to be centered around the episode. So... It's, it's going to be amazing. She's already shown me a piece. And let me just tell y'all, yeah, it's thebomb.com, all of that. <laughs> With that said, I want to invite you all like we do all the time. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And then while you are it, subscribe to our email list at com because we'll be sending, while we're on our little break before we start season three, We will be sending out emails, kind of keeping you guys abreast as to what's going on. So be sure and subscribe to the email list at ShadesandStrong.com. All right. Well, let's get into tonight's episode. So listen, I thought that tonight we could talk about Mary J. Blige. Okay. I love me me some Mary J. Blige. Let me just tell y'all. I love me some Mary J. Blige. (laughs) And I am a stan girl been since 1992 okay. girl you better stop yes girl I can remember staying in what we call the Big Blue House and just jamming out to Mary J. Blige all the time I just yeah. absolutely love Mary J. Blige I will say I like her better when she's sadder cause um... <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I probably shouldn't have said that, but I don't know. I can I, I kinda relate more to the sad songs. But then, but then she came out with no more drama. And I was like, Yes, Mary, no more yes. drama. Yes, girl. Yes. Yeah. She has classic after classic after classic. Yes, yes, she does. You are absolutely right. So we're gonna talk about an article tonight that I that I read on Essence where Mary J. Blige was talking about how she falsely credited her ex-husband for helping. Her overcome her drug and alcohol addiction, and what she was saying in that article—I don't know if you got a chance to read it, Natty—but what she was saying in that article was that she was giving him credit that she didn't—that he did not deserve, because for so long she was looking for somebody to save her. I guess save her uh, from uh, her uh, life. Uh, mm-hmm. Historically, is that is very common in the African American female culture. I thought t- tonight would be like a really great time to talk about that and where that. Where that whole need to be rescued came from? I'm gonna tell y'all where I think it came from. Yeah, speak on it. Don't blame it on the fairy tales that portray women as damsels in distress. Right. Because if you think about Cinderella, she needed to be rescued from her stepmom and and her stepsisters. If you think about Snow White, some prince came ride Was it Snow White came riding in on a horse? Was it Snow White that ate the apple?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of riding on a horse, you know, to, to you know, rise her from the dead or whatever, you know. So, in all those fairy tales with the happy, the happily ever after, there was some knight in shiny armor coming to rescue a female. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that's where we kind of got the idea we need to be rescued, or women feeling like they need to be rescued, like we need. Somebody to come slay the dragons for us. You know what I'm saying, right? That that totally makes sense. I feel like that's where that came from. As we grew up from children hearing those stories, I think as women, we begin to feel like it was the man's job to rescue us from our lives. But I will say that there's been, there's a shift in the atmosphere now. Long gone are mm-hmm. the days where being a black woman, a single black woman. A single black woman with children, a strong black woman, any of that, no longer are are those things, are those titles viewed as some hard to cure hard to cure illness that we need to be rescued from. Because listen, y'all, we out here doing all the things. I say that all the time. We are well-educated, well-accomplished, beautiful, black, strong women who are making things happen. So we are no longer in a position, I can say for a vast majority of us, we are no longer of the mindset where I'm looking for somebody to save me. We're saving our right. damn right. right, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I do agree with what, what what Mary J. Blige was saying. But I think even in her story, if you read the full article, and it's on Essence.com, if you guys want to check it out, before they read the full article, you will see that she has now come into the realization that she is the only person that can save Mary J. Blige. That's right. Women are now coming into that same realization that we don't need some knight in, in shiny armor to come and save us. It is our job to save ourselves.
1: Yeah, I remember reading those fairy tales when I was a kid and I I'm a small I was a small child so I didn't I wasn't like fully cognizant of what I was reading or like the themes of everything but even still there was something inside me that knew that it was more than just what was on the surface Because I would feel some kind of way as a kid, I noticed that all of these damsels in distress were white women. And I wasn't saying to myself as a kid, oh, these are white women. But I knew that they were, they didn't look like me. I'll say it like that. And so it's like, hey, they, and they're propped up as these, uh, not just damsels in distress, but just these symbols of virtue. And the virtue that they had was what made them worthy of being rescued by anybody. And I think that was, that was something that kind of stuck with me as, you know, growing up and it was never, I was a real tomboy. I was real tough. Not like I wasn't like the get in your face type tough. I was very, very quiet. I was like a, don't start none, don't won't be none, you know. But there were there was one fight that I got into as a kid that I lost that I actually got beat up and it was a girl that was bigger than me and three years older than me. The other fights that I got into, they they happened actually after that incident. And I was determined I was never gonna let I didn't care how big they were, or how old they were if they were starting something with me, I was not going to let myself get beat up. And so it just worked out to where I didn't get into a whole lot of fights in school, but I did get into some. So I remember punching boys, pushing them when they, you know, they pushed me, I pushed them back, and I pushed them hard, I pushed one kid on the floor. I was just, and I told I told one kid, he, he called me a name and I threatened him, let him know. I, I told him I was going to kick his ass. Like I literally said that to him. So I knew, even as a kid, I didn't need, per se, somebody to come rescue me or protect me. But there was something about the concept of these women being seen as virtuous that was kind of missing for me. And I wonder, and I could be completely wrong about this, but I wonder if other women like us have ever sensed that it's not even, maybe it's not even about, oh, well, I need somebody to come rescue me. Maybe it's about, I would love for someone to, to see me fully and see me as, as like we've talked about before, as worthy, as something that is truly valuable. You want to take care of the things that you value, right? You, you know, you have your prized possessions. I'm not saying that we're possessions, but. Your heirlooms, things that were passed down to, you you want to keep those things in pristine condition. You don't want them to get broken or lost or anything like that because you value them. And so it's like, how come we aren't seen as valuable enough for someone to want to have our back like that? I think that's kind of what I was thinking more as a kid, not so much as, oh, I just want a guy so he can protect me because I knew I could protect myself. I had proven to myself time and again that I could protect myself. So it wasn't even about being rescued or whatever. It was just about how come this is these are the women that get held up as like, hey, they need to be, they, they're seen as valuable. They're seen as worthy of protection or whatever, whether they need it or not. And someone that looks like me isn't seen that way. So I wonder if maybe, again, I can be totally wrong, but I wonder if there are other Black women that have felt that, and maybe because of that, they end up thinking the way Mary was thinking, like, oh, I wanted a savior. Why did I want a savior? Because I can't take care of myself? No, not because I can't take care of myself. But because I have this, this inherent value that it only seems to get seen in other women why isn't there someone that sees me as worthy enough to want to have my back the way these other women always have somebody having their back? And I know I know for a fact that I have felt that way. I felt that way in my 20s, definitely. And again, it was not any kind of, for me personally, it was not a, hey, I just want to get married or I just want to find a guy because then I'll feel safe or something like that. Or, you know, I need somebody to take care of me because I knew how to take... I, I knew how to take care of myself, but we, like we've talked so many times in other episodes, we're we're doing so much of this because everything will fall apart if we don't, because we're all we have, like we only have ourselves. There's no one to to lean on when we're not feeling great. There's no one to talk to, that kind of thing. And so I just wonder if maybe it's, hey, I really would love for there to be someone in my life that felt like they wanted to be someone that I could lean on when I'm not doing so great. Because these women always seem to have that. And we don't ever seem to have it. Our mothers don't ever seem to have it Nobody has it in our community. I just wonder. Those are just some of the questions that That's I have. That's actually
0: a very good point. I've never even thought about it or looked at it from that perspective. That you are right. There were always these blue, blue-eyed, blonde hair, snow white didn't have blonde hair, but anyway. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so, but there were there were always these type of type of women that were being rescued that could have an effect on how you feel about yourself as a person, especially when as a child, those were the only books that, that were available for us to read. Mm-hmm. And so if there were no books of, of women that looked like us, then I could easily see a person growing up thinking that I'm not worthy of experiencing this happily ever after. Right. Right. I totally get that. And like you were saying, perhaps that is what I think like for a lot of women, just my own personal experience, I think that we do, when we end up in unhealthy relationships, I think it is a result of, like, I think it's directly related to how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we want to get to a point where at the end of the day, getting involved in a relationship because you are looking for someone to save you or, or looking for someone to make you feel better about yourself or about your life, that, that's a horrible reason to get into a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you just from my own personal experience that it is almost guaranteed to fail to because fail no one can make you feel worthy. No one can come in and rescue you from your life. No one can save you. No one can fix what's broken in your life, but you. So if you're going into a relationship thinking that, oh, this is going to make everything better for me. I'm finally going to be happy. I'm finally going to get the life that I want. I'm finally going to get my, my happily ever after. That's not going to happen. If you want your life to be different, you have to do something different. You can't rely on anything or anybody or any man to do that for you. You have to do something different. You have to be the one in charge of making the changes that are necessary to make your life different. You have to do that. It doesn't matter if he's a man that was that hand-picked from you and tapped you on your shoulder and said, Natty, this is the man that I have for you. If you don't fix what's going on on the inside, if you don't heal, and we've said this a number of times, if you don't heal what's going on on the inside of you, you're still not going to be happy. And the first step in doing that is to build up your self-esteem. We're looking for someone to say, "Surely you're worthy. Natty, you're you're worthy or whoever, you're worthy, but nobody can do that for you. You have to do that for yourself. You have to realize your true worth and your true value. And when it comes to relationships, you need a partner, not a therapist. Your boyfriend, your husband, your girlfriend, whomever, cannot be your therapist. That's not why they are there. That is not what relationship is for. If you're questioning your
1: worth. definitely agree. uh, The whole thing about being happy, like you were saying, oh, once I get this relate, once I, you know, once I get myself into a relationship, I'll be happy. Or once this happens, I'll be happy. Once that happens, I'll be happy. That never really works out because it's always your idea of happiness is predicated upon some kind of external thing. Absolutely. A relationship with someone else is external. A new job is external. Money is external. And none of that stuff can actually, the thing that is going to make you happy, all of, all of the stuff that can make you truly feel like getting up every morning, that stuff's internal. It's not external. It, it's not ever going to be found in anything or, or anyone else. You can't, you can't expect to get that from another person. It's always presented to us. Been presented to us as happily ever after, you know. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. Happily ever after. And I just remember even as as a teenager, thinking, "Well, gosh, you know, I'm thinking that's what happily ever after is supposed to be. Am I ever going to have that? Because again, like I've never really seen it fully portrayed. For me, uh, my parents didn't have it because, well, for one thing, my dad died when I was a kid. And But even before then, you know, they had their ups and downs and all that. So I'm just like, this whole idealized idea of of happily ever after was always presented this certain kind of way. And when you're a young Black girl going to school and, and being all these different environments where you are definitely seen as less than, if not by everybody, definitely by a good amount of people, it's hard to believe that you could ever have anything like that in the first place no matter how you feel about yourself. Again, like I said, it's not even about, oh, I need somebody to, to take care of me. It's like, you know, I know I can take care of myself. It wasn't it's not even about that. It's about wanting to feel that, that kind of, of love and support. I really think that's what it's about, wanting to know that you have that kind of love and support. But even with that, even with wanting to have that kind of love and support, which we all deserve, like you said, it really does start with, us learning how to love and support ourselves individually on our own really on our own because once you can do that it's amazing the kind of people and kinds of things and experiences you can attract into your life
0: and i agree with that because i think that we end up in unhealthy relationships because we have a lot of unhealed places in in us if you're not in a relationship now even before entertaining the idea of being in a relationship you have to deal with you before you get in a relationship make sure that everything in you is healed like people say oh you, you should be by the time you're 30 you should be married and having children and yeah, none of that is true none of that is true you are ready to be in re- in, in a relationship you are ready to be married when all the, the, the when you're ready, places, when you're ready and yeah. all the broken places and you have been healed because until you get the healing that you need, and we've talked about this a number of times, you are not going to be, you're not ready. You're not ready. Period. And that's just, that's just what it is. I don't care mm-hmm. how you look at it until you heal you, until you get the healing that you need, you are never going to be able to function in a healthy relationship. And I say that with a with boldness and authority, because I believe it with everything in me. You have to heal you before you can be in relationship with someone else. That's just what it is.
1: I totally agree. I think the uh, uh, a step before getting knowing that you know, oh, I've got to be, I've got to heal from the stuff is, and I think maybe we've talked about this before. You have to be aware. That there's something that needs to be healed because there's a lot of times when you you know you can be walking around thinking you're fine, um, and you've got all these coping mechanisms built up, and you're you know you're really standoffish, and you put on this intimidating mm-hmm. front, and nobody can ever get close to you, and you trust no one, and and i'm I'm saying all this because those are things that I tend to do, because <laughs> i was I've been that way before, like um not trusting anybody, no, no no, stay away from me. Uh-uh. So you do all those things, and you think that by doing those things that that's what's giving you your your inner strength and that you're fine. but what that really means is that there are a lot of hurt places where you have not dealt with it. You haven't even acknowledged it. And you can't even start a healing process unless you know that you need healing. So I think part of it is all of that is true. But before you even get to there, you have to be able to acknowledge that something is amiss, that something is causing you pain emotionally or mentally. And then you can take the steps to address it but you've got to actually acknowledge that it's there, that it's actually a thing first. And even just in acknowledging, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead. Even in just acknowledging.
1: Well, even in just acknowledging, you're already doing a better job at taking care of yourself and building up your own self-esteem because you're recognizing that something's going on with you and you want to do something about it so that you can, get to a place that's more whole and that's showing that you care enough about yourself to even do that
0: right so
1: you're already on that path to to wholeness just by acknowledging hey i really need healing in this area or that area
0: that's what mary was ultimately saying in that article that she she interviewed with Seth magazine within essence picked up on it but what she was saying was it wasn't until she realized that because apparently she had an alcohol and, and drug addiction problem, but it wasn't until she came into the knowledge, like she literally had hit rock bottom and she had began to envision herself dying from an, from an overdose. And it wasn't until she realized, hey, I have a problem that needs to be fixed. This is something that I, that I need to work on in my life. It wasn't until she came into that realization that she realized that I don't need a man to rescue me. I don't need a man to save me. I've got to save myself. So it's just like you were saying, in order for her to, to get the healing that she needed in that area, she had to recognize that she had a problem. And then she yeah. ultimately mm-hmm. took the necessary step to get the healing healing that she needs. And when you see her stage presence now, honey, she I'm just telling oh, you. Oh yeah. Now.
1: She commands. I mean, she's yes. like, regal with hers Mm. like she really is like Mm -hmm. she looks amazing and she's still out there going out there with those like mile high boots and stuff and I'm like and this, this woman's about to be 50 years old and I'm like girl she is just really she is just shining and I'm so glad that she even said that, you know, like, oh wait, I was giving my ex-husband credit for this. I don't know why I was doing that. That was and that's what that she said. She was right like, because, I take it. Oh, She's no. like,
0: I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> I because, take it right back. I take it back because, you know, he didn't he didn't deserve that credit. And no. so basically basically what I am in my heart, my spirit, what I feel like she was saying is that you you don't need a man like we as women, we don't need a man standing on the front lines fighting for us. What you need, first of all, is to get the healing that you need. And second of all, if you're going to engage in a relationship, you need a man standing beside you, fighting with you. Which I think is what we really want, right? We just want someone that's
1: next to us.
0: Exactly. We want someone standing. Like, hey, I got your back. I'm right here with you. Yeah. Exactly. That is ultimately what we want. But our vision has been tainted by the stories that that we've been told. And so, Mm Now it's up to us to say, you know what? I don't care what Cinderella and I don't care what Cinderella and, and Snow White did. This is the, the vision that I want to create for myself. I want a, a man that will stand beside me and fight with me. And no, he does not complete me. Because right. man was not man was not created to take on the task of completing you. We're already complete. We're already confused. he is there to complement our completeness yeah that's what is I think that's where we make the mistake because you remember that movie Jerry, Jerry
1: Maguire. yeah and everyone ate that line up too and I always me. hated it. <laughs>
0: And I'm like, I no, that exactly. No, I mean, it was it was a beautiful scene. But when I'm you like, go what? back and you think, like, with like, look, I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was beautiful too when I first saw it. I was like, yes, I need a man to complete me. But we don't. Mm-hmm. You don't need because that is not his job. He was not created to take on a task of such great magnitude. You are already complete. I am already complete. We are already complete. Mm-hmm. He is that's there right. anybody that's that's involved in your life in any kind of way that person those people are there to complement your completeness they are not that's there to right. my children don't complete me my mom doesn't complete me my friends don't complete me i am a whole by myself you are a whole they, human I being I am, by I am yourself a whole by myself nobody completes me
1: and you arrived onto the earth that way
0: exactly whole by myself already whole and And I think we we need to get away from that nobody completes you that is not what man was created to do he is there and you don't complete anybody and I don't don't want to come along try and come along somebody that's looking for somebody to complete them either exactly we are there to complete each other's completeness to complement each other's completeness we do not complete each other so that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a man that will stand beside us and fight with us. Like, here, here's my question. Can you hold me down in my most yeah. vulnerable, vulnerable moment and still treat me like queen? Can yeah. I hold him down at his lowest point, broken and confused, and still treat him like a king? That, to me, is the test of true love. Because they're going when you're in a relationship, there are going to come some times where you, you just not going to have your shit together. Right. Right. And so right. are you still going to love me when I don't have it together? Am I still going to love him when he doesn't have it together? Are you still going to love me when I'm not able to pull my weight? Am I still going to love him when he's not able to pull his weight? We're fighting together. Right. We're fighting together. And, and so this is my message to women. Stop waiting for somebody to save you. You got to save yourself. And for my men, we ain't looking to be saved, bro.
1: Right. And don't get offended and all in your feelings when we let you know that we don't need that or want that. Because I've seen some men kind of get all sideways about that. Well, if you don't need me to do
0: this and, that and the other, then what am I here for? It's like,
1: dude, to actually just be a exactly. companion, to be a human being exactly. that I can talk to, that I can be in relationship with, I'm not, you, you know, it. But again, it, it, all of this faulty messaging hasn't just affected us; it's affected mm-hmm. men too. And so they're like, a- exactly, "Hey, you need I'm me saying. to come in and do this." It's like,
0: no, exactly, not, because the same story, no. the same stories that that we were reading. Let me tell you, they were crushed in a in a corner, listening to, and, and he mm-hmm. and they started to think it's my job to rescue her. That is not your job. That's not it. We don't want to be saved. You know what we want? We want to experience real love. That's what we want to be. Love and support. Love and support. And I ain't talking about that surface level love. I'm talking about real love, that from the ground up, I'll love you when you hit rock bottom kind of love. You Mm -hmm. fighting to make it happen? I'm fighting with you. I'm fighting to make it happen? You're fighting with me. That is the kind of love that we don't want to be rescued. We don't want you standing on the front line, lines trying to slay dragons. Stand beside me and fight with
1: me. We can stand beside each other and slay
0: dragons. That's right. Let's you slay know. them together. Let's build and grow together. That's what, together. what women That's what women really want. And I think ultimately that's what men want too. It's just like you said, you said, Natalie, we've gotten the wrong messaging. And our vision yeah, yeah. has been clouded by the stories that we've been told and by the things that we see on television. like. I don't do the whole yeah. gender role thing. I just feel like in today's in today's day's age, men and women share the household chores. Because if you're working outside of the home, th- it's unfair for you to come home and have to cook and clean, and your husband sitting down doing nothing. Right. You It's a really about taking care of each other. Exactly. That is ultimately you take
1: care of yourselves about. and you take care of each other because you're a team and because you gen again you genuinely value. Each other. That's exactly. really what that's about, and it's so funny because you know this whole faulty messaging. It wasn't even for us anyway,
0: right? It wasn't. Meant we to benefit took it us and ran anyway. with it. Yeah, yeah, it was not for us, but we definitely took it and ran with it. Yeah, absolutely right. But we getting it together, though, girl. We are. Get, we we're are. De- we're definitely getting it together, and I just one step like, at a time. One step at a time. For my ladies out there, like you deserve real love. And you don't need anybody to save you from your life. You are the only person that can do that. Nobody else can save you from your life. They just can't. No man, not your mom, not your children, none of that. You you have to you have to save yourself. Just like Mary said, you ha- you have to save yourself. They can offer support. Really they yeah, can that's offer support, all you can do. But they but they cannot save you. So if that's what you're looking for. Uh, I implore you, stop it now because it's never going to happen. You are the only person who can, who can save you. And that is going to start with building up their self-esteem. And let me tell y'all something about my grandchildren, because I struggled with, with self-esteem as a child, girl, my kid, my grandchildren love themselves because I'm not going to let them oh, grow up. Goodness. Like I grew up, Like my kids right. would tell you, I, I am quite amazing. And that's because not I either. instilled that in her. And so if, you, if you've if you got to get in the mirror and, and look at yourself every day and be like, dang, girl, I am so cute, or I'm an amazing person, or talk about all the things that that that, that make you who you are, then you stand in the mirror until you believe it. Because once you fix what, what on the and I hate to keep saying the word fix, because we're not really, we're not broken. It's, it's really I, not even about fixing because you're not broken.
1: It's you know, not yeah, even about not really broken. rescuing. Because you're or saving because you're not needing to be saved from something. Exactly, like exactly. If we came into the earth truly whole, then we really are whole. There, there are things go. that happen that affect us, that, that bring us harm, that cause us discomfort emotionally and mentally. And those are the things that need to be healed.
0: Those are the but we're still whole people. True. We're still whole. We're still exactly.
1: whole. We're still worthy. Exactly. We're still deserving of every good thing
0: every good thing. Yeah. Every good thing. And that, and that every good thing does not have to come from a man. You don't even have to be in a relationship with a man to experience every good thing. I know. So sure don't you sure don't. <laughs> You <really> don't. <laughs> and I know that, that, you know, we desire that we desire companionship. You know, as I get older, the, I haven't been married for several years. And I've been in relationships off and on. But as I get older, I find myself longing for companionship as my children, children get older and they don't need me as much, you know. And so I know we desire that. But you can have every good thing without a man. You don't need a man for that. But it's, hey, it's not. I mean, it's a good thing to have one, you know. If it's a man, I oh, think. it's 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 <laughs> totally a good thing to have one. It's a good thing to have one.
1: But it's yeah. even better to get to where you know that you are your are your own best friend, and you really are going to ride for yourself, and advocate for yourself, and be there for yourself. And there's no feeling like that because. All kinds of confidence comes from that, and when you are confident, there's a lot that you, a lot more that you can accomplish than when you're not confident. So it, yes, it's it's kind of like that meme that that goes around. It's like, yeah, sex is awesome, but have you? Have you ever been right all along? You know, kind of stuff like that. <laughs> Sex is great, but have you ever had like a brownie warmed in the microwave for thirty seconds? Right. Big um, thing of ice cream, you know. Yeah. those that meme, I'm just like, and every time I see one of those, it's like, oh right, yeah, that's yeah, that. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. So y'all know what we're trying to say. Is I mean, yeah. you you can be you you are whole and complete without any anyone else. So. That's the point we're trying to get across today. You don't need to be rescued. You don't need to be fixed. And I know I kept saying the word fixed, but you don't need to be fixed. You just need to heal. And uh, and that's that. And when you get to the point where you can recognize that there is there is some healing that I need to do, then and only then will you be able to engage in a healthy relationship. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And y'all, like, remember, we... We don't script these podcast episodes. Right. So like everything that we're talking about, we're just coming from the heart. We're just shooting from the hip. So yeah, it's like, hey, like I kept saying like it, that one episode, like, oh, a negative emotion. You're like, oh, they're just emotions. I'm like, okay, you're right. That's a fair point. Right. <laughs> you're like, hey, I need to stop saying we need to fix this. So, you yeah. know, because yeah. we're, just, we're just chatting. And as we're talking about these things, you know, we're processing a bunch of different stuff ourselves. Our sales, though. absolutely. You know, yeah. So absolutely. we can. That's another. I think characteristic of of being in a place where you're healing a lot of stuff is you can kind of you can you can assess what's going on and you can course correct as you see fit.
0: Absolutely. You know that part.
1: You're like, yeah. oh yeah, I don't really mean it. I don't really mean that. Let me say this instead, because this is uh-huh. where what I really mean. You know, that's just. That's, there's nothing wrong
0: with that. That's part just, of being human. Yeah, it is. It's part of being human. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I don't profess to be perfect. I'm close to it. But no, yeah. not, <laughs> no, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you definitely look perfect. I will say that.
0: Well thank <laughs> you.
1: But yeah, that's that's the beauty of having a, a podcast that is unscripted. Like it's yes. like okay, At at
0: 10 minutes and 30 seconds, then I'm gonna say this. No, we're not doing that. Oh well. girl, I don't I do not function I do not function well like that at all. <laughs> <Nope>. At all. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Daddy, I think we just gave our closing remarks. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So anyway, like I said, after this episode, we have three more episodes in season two. And then we are going to take a mini hiatus. We will be back. We'll take a break uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we'll let y'all know when we're going to be back for real. I mean, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, break over Thanksgiving and Christmas. But rest assured that we are still going to be working to bring you guys even more amazing content. So like I said, follow us on all social media platforms, Shades of Strong, um, shadesandstrong.com. Join the email list at shadesandstrong.com. And definitely hop on over to Facebook and Instagram because Natty's going to be sharing some of her artwork in the coming weeks. And like y'all, you do not want to miss this because like I said, every piece of art is going to be related to a specific, Episode and it's amazing. Like when you, anyway, she has shared one with me this week, and I was like, "Yes, girl!" <laughs> so yeah, follow us on Face. I mean, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram because we'll be sharing there. So yeah, we out of here, y'all. We'll see y'all same place, same time next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.